This podcast is brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Smart content made by idiots. I had to like reread all the chapters today because I was like, I just, it's, it's been like more than a week since we were last trying to record and I just completely forgot everything. Rowan, what yeah. do you think, okay, this is our sixth, re- sixth recording, fifth episode, sixth recording from episode zero. How many times do you think out of these six, we've said we're going to record on a day and we've recorded on it? Uh, one time. Exactly. The answer is episode zero, I believe, and never again. <laughs> Mm-mm. No. We just can't. We, we can't do it. We we can't set a date and we, then do it. We Even alternate today, getting ill or, like, physically or mentally. Even today, like, yesterday, we were like, we'll record at three o'clock. It is now almost... It's, it's almost 4.20. <laughs> it took us a fucking while <laughs> to sit down. Is that because I accidentally slept for 12 hours? Maybe. But, happened. <laughs> you know, uh, we're it's, really bad at the podcasting. Ju- it's just the fact that consistently every single time one of us will be ill. And, like, the thing is, I know because, like, I will wake up on recording day and I'm like, mm, I feel fine. So then I'm like, well, <laughs> do I really need to do this reading? Because I'm fine. So I know who isn't going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> And I've got a pretty high success ch- uh, rate in guessing, I think. Guessing that I'm going to come knock knocking on your door in the yeah. alley. You, you, I'm, <laughs> I'm, Today there, chief. The, the last time we were going to do this, I like, work, I was like, oh, I still have like, a chapter to read or two. I was like, I don't want to deal with this. And, like, I, I looked at your door and went, I think I know what's happening today, and it's not going to be recording. And then you woke up, and I was like, "Uh huh." I took one look at you, like, "I know, it's not, I know what we're not talking about today, and it's going to be Attack on Titan." Look, on this in this house on this podcast, we enable each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, it's Titan time. It's Titan time, baby. All right. It's fucking tight. Hello and welcome to Attack on Attack on Titan, where two leftists reread and dunk in the fascist manga known as Attack on Titan. I'm your uh, scholarly host, uh, Milk, also known as Ellie, and I'm joined by my uh, lovely co-host, Rowan. Yeah, also known as Aaron's flat ass that we get to see in this fine, fine chapter. I forget it. Oh, God, when he, he has gets no flipped. Trunk. Oh, yeah! Flattest ass imaginable on No this trunk story. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? No trunk Rainer, which I think... It's I sad. I think it's sacrilegious, like... Raina should have some trunk. It's honestly, yeah. It's it's cruel. Mm. Alright. God, these fucking characters are so spindly. <laughs> oh god, it fucking sucks. You know, what have we been doing? What have we been yeah. up to? Uh I have been up to other podcasts, but we can talk about that at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah, that happened. Aaron, Aaron and Raina, they've been up to trying to kill each other with wooden knives. This is my chapter. We haven't started yet. 
Have we not started yet? Okay. What also, have we been up to, Ali? Our lives aren't that interesting. Sorry, I was being fucking polite, <laughs> and then you started doing my chapter before me. Alright. But we live together, so, like, we already know. I know, but I, you know who doesn't live in our house? Anybody who listens to this. Yeah, I think, I think whenever someone listens to one of our podcasts, it's just us opening the door to our home. To be like, welcome, this is the sort of energy that we have on a daily basis with each other. A new level of parasocial relationships. Um, You're basically our yeah. third housemate, collectively. <laughs> we have an empty room right now, if anyone wants to make some inquiries. Cough up. If anyone is wanting, who lives in Victoria and wants to live with the two of us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> make, just message me on Twitter, man, that's, that's good. You got my oh. Discord, just message me. It's cool. I have a lot of candles I can give you. I have no candles at the moment, because I burnt them all down. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm out of candles, I need to go buy more candles. <laughs> Alright, okay. Alright, hold on, what, I need, what's the name of this stupid fucking chapter? <sighs> Delusions um, of Strength. Ooh, alright, chapter 17, Illusions of Strength. We're still in flashback hell. It's never-ending. Um, the gang's doing CQC trainings and close-quarters combat. Aaron V. Rayner. Aaron's uh, very good at close-quarters combat, uh, but he's also yeah. very dismissive of the skills because it's like, oh, you can't use this against a titan. We're not training to fight soldiers. What's the point? Uh, he gets some flashbacks to Aaron's murder stunts. Uh, <laughs> very weird. Uh, Rayner, I think, decides to start teaching him a lesson by... Making short jokes at Annie until she beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, like, they're having this conversation about, like, how, you know, it's good to learn hand-to-hand combat, even if you can't really use it against the Titans, but don't worry, it actually will be useful against the Titans when you <laughs> turn into a Titan, but, like, yeah. not right now, so, you know. But you also, like, you, Right now you can't judo touch a Titan... But when you're a Titan, you can. But also, Aaron's having these, like, flashbacks to when he murdered those two dudes. Yeah. Three dudes, thank you. Three. Well, I guess he killed two. not one of them. Yeah. It's not child's play. (laughs) But I have, like, a question for you about this part. Because when I was reading it, like, obviously this is my first read of this. And though I'm aware of, like, stuff that happens in the future... I'm not, like, a person who's, like, read all of it. So what do you think, like, Raina and Annie and, like, their whole deal... Like, with what we know about them being secret spies, why does he care about this? Like, I what's his deal it, here? I can see it coming from a couple different directions. I don't... I, I don't outright remember. Most of my knowledge is on uh, world history and later stuff. But, like, the, the early stuff, I the, the middle ground is kind of a blur for me. But I can see it coming from a couple of different places of, like, well, I need my comrades to trust. Because, like, that's something, something that's brought up later by uh, Magarth is, like, oh, everybody trusts Reyna. People, like, they're all willing to put their faith in this guy. They all like him. Like, I can see that being a goal. Because they're all spies. So I can see that being a, like... Well, if our comrades all trust us and our judgment, then we've got some leeway to kind of work on things. But yeah. also, I can see it coming from a place of like, huh, 
maybe I don't, no i was gonna say maybe they could try and get him on their side but that's not i don't think they could do that that wouldn't make sense to me i feel like if they were trying to go for something like that they would make sure he wasn't good at physical combat so they could more easily eat him but like hmm. it's weird to me because at the top here it's like this is two years into their training right yeah and we know that Rainer, Annie, and Bertold remain undercover for like years and years and years. And we know there's something kind of maybe up with them, but like not the thing that's really up with them. Like at this point, not knowing things about the future, their behavior seems completely in line with someone who's a genuine soldier, but they maybe have a personal secret. Yeah. Like they fight completely on this side, and I don't understand why. Well, they're because they're years need- into this. I mean, because they need to get into the interior guard, and to do then that... they choose not to do that. I'll be honest, we haven't gotten there yet, and I don't remember what happens. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I can't remember. It's fine. I just <laughs> found it kind of odd, because they're awfully chummy. Again, they're spies. But also, I just think it's... I think it's just funny, because Raina's just like, Hey, Annie. Hey, Annie. Hey, Annie, what you doing? Hey, Annie, you're fucking short. <laughs> It's so choice. You keep slacking off. You're gonna keep getting headbutted by the uh, the instructor, and you'll never get any taller. It's like, oh damn! <laughs> what a zinger! Get him, Rainer. Like the fact that the the instructor like only headbutts kids is a weird form of <laughs> corporal punishment. It's pretty odd. I don't know about that. I think he has brain damage at this point. Oh, definitely. But um, I mean, this chapter's boring as fuck, so. I mean, yeah, oh, okay, let me go through the rest of it first, dickhead. <laughs> Christ. Give it, a, give it a fucking chance. Oh, yeah, so then, uh, Rainer continues to shit talk, uh, until she's like, alright, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you next, and he's like, oh, wait, um, no, please don't do that, and then she kicks his ass. Uh, we get some Annie flashbacks to, like, uh, her military training with her dad. I don't I'll be honest, my, my memory of the three spies backstory is pretty slim currently (laughs) yeah i don't quite remember what's real or not and also the wiki pages are really really in depth and i'll take one look at that and go "Mm, no actually i'm good i think i think i'll make do with what i've got already i don't need that it's so many paragraphs uh but yeah yeah she basically just decks both of them multiple yeah. times. And then they, uh, they, ex- point. they explain um, how the rankings are determined. So basically every different field of study has an allotment of points and they're worth different values. And because hand-to-hand combat is worth basically nothing. Like it's not useful for training. So they don't rank it very high. And so everybody who wants to get into the interior is, like, just kind of slacking off and using it as, like, recovery time after the actual training. The people Mm. who are, like, wannabe soldiers are either training, like, they're taking it, like, way too seriously or they're just kind of goofing off. Yeah. Because it's just... All of the points are heavily favored towards 3D maneuvering gear. They rank it very highly to make sure that the skills are passed down and they're not lost. Because before the attack, like, the survey cards was super small and they never really did much. And so to make sure those skills weren't, like, the 3D skills weren't, like, diminishing over time, they ranked it super highly to, and, like, gave the perk of, like, well, 
if you're really good, you can get into the interior guard and you'll like never have to deal with Titans. But you have to be really good at 3D maneuvering year to get that perk. Yeah. But that has the bad effect of the people who are best at 3D maneuvering gear end up in the interior where they do not use that skill. Yeah. And the people who are worse end up in the survey corps where they are not as, as good and they mm. die. <laughs> uh, you go to the interior and you're meant to, like, I believe they just grab it as, like, you are meant to improve the systems and make, like, basically just, like, make innovations to how the techniques are worked and how, how it's all performed. Yeah, but like nobody Armin does that, because why would you want to? Armin explains it here in saying, like, they're trying to think up, like, ways to boost Titan-killing technology in order yeah. to stay away from the Titans. Um, which is, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I understand it, and I think it's an interesting little bit of world-building. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, it's also meant to reflect how Aaron manages to convince all the top students to go with him which is at the end of their graduation, which we've already seen, which is like an, basically an uncommon outcome of a s set of training, yeah. like kids training, right? Like the fact that all those like top players listen to Aaron's inspirational speeches and go, you know what, Aaron, I am going to join the Survey Corps. Like that's a really unusual outcome. Mm. I think it's also very much, uh... I forget the word. It's, it's a, a factor of when it's happening, just because, like, before, if, like, I think if they didn't have to do that emergency, like, recovery mission, none of them would have joined, because they wouldn't have had that initial taste with Titans, and then, you know, yeah. had that loss, and then been driven to, like, join the Survey Corps and such. They would have stuck to their initial plans. But because yeah, that's it's true. similar to the fact that, like, the uh oh, god i forget all my terminology similar to how like the inner guard like position shouldn't really be available anymore because it was put there when there was no real need for the survey corps to ensure that the technique survived yeah but the titans like the hundred years of peace like is done yeah it's not the system that works anymore and i think Everyone's kind of aware of that, but at the same time, they're like, yeah, but I want to go to the interior, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and that's what we have, like, Jean here running his mouth again. Oh, yeah, so uh, training's done. We're in the mess hall now. Jean is being very annoying, just acting like a real old bitch boy, uh, bragging about his 3D maneuvering skills. We get, <laughs> we get the very famous uh, weird neck Jean pal, where he's like, what is it, Aaron? is just his neck looks like it's been snapped like five different times it's so gross it's so fucking weird looking it's like with each panel of him in the background it's like getting more and more backwards mm. and like when i when i was reading this like that we get to a panel where it's like you son of a bitch it's like what jealous because you don't have any talent and then there's like other people around being like here they go again yeah why don't they give it a rest and the thing is the thing about this panel it's like yes i understand that aaron and sean are constantly fighting but we've had this scene like at least three or four times before where they argue about something and then they just like make peace at the end yeah and just because everyone around them is just like like it just feels like a stunted relationship and it's just bad for writing like it's a badly mm. written 
relationship because last time we saw them it was like an argument and then they make up at the end and then it's like an argument and then they make up at the well, end but the, and then they the call thing each is other they only make up that one time because then after that he uh, meets Mikasa and he's like ah oh, w- women Asian hello I'm in love <laughs> but then she doesn't care about him and she hangs out with Aaron so he's like ah oh, I need to bully Aaron so his sister girlfriend likes me <laughs> but then when when they're fighting there's like a pa- he like looks at her and there's a panel where she's just like Ugh, like sighing deeply and then he like starts tearing up and like grabs Aaron by the show it's like oh I've had it with you it's like dude I don't think that's Aaron's fault I think yeah. you're just a emotional teenager I, I just think that like it's a repetitive scene yeah like it goes the same way every single time and I just don't like it's good maybe the first or second time now i'm just like yes we've had it it's We're real like, boring it's another one quarter of the chapter is just them trying to fight each other i don't care it's always in like the same mess hole like it's in the same place it's just annoying it's another factor i think that would be improved if the order of the chapters was uh remodeled just because like yeah it's again if we'd seen this shit first it would have been fine and then we would have gotten like used to it but it's just like uh, we already know they hate each other you don't have to keep showing us scenes of like learning to hate each other still like yeah i think we're kind of i think we've had our fill i think we're done but uh anyway yeah uh aaron aaron has aaron has a uh aaron thinks about who he was six hours ago uh, before he got (laughs) judo flipped and he's like i'm a different i'm a grown man i'm a soldier now and then he leg sweeps Jean and flips him on the ground, and it's pretty sick, I gotta say. I the thing is so funny because he's like, I see, he was just venting his feelings like I did before, but I'm different now. I'm a soldier. I'm superior. Like, this is a flashback, so we've seen Aaron in the current time having <laughs> like no control over his feelings. No. <laughs> like he he does not become like facts and logic boy he is still completely off the rails <laughs> in the current time that we see him like maybe he's mellowed slightly but not really like not in any way that like makes this any form of character development it's just like oh very God. it's it's like all the character development is in the wrong order yes exactly because the flashbacks are in weird places but he wants the character development to occur in a progression throughout the story, but the story actually takes place out of order. So that oh, means God. that the character progressions are also out of order and it, it leaves a very weird feel. It's just such a, like you said earlier, it's just so repetitive to read just cause it's like, we, we already know all of this. We like, we've seen the end result of all these bonds. We don't need to, keep seeing them just redone again and again earlier but oh and well thank oh, yeah. it's structurally the same like you know Aaron beats him jean goes whoa how'd you do that and then it's like mm, maybe if you tried jean maybe if you cared about hand-to-hand combat yeah well you thankfully like me and then jean tries in hand-to-hand combat and yeah. it's like Aaron is constantly doing this thing where, like, making all these people around him be inspired to work as hard as him or be inspired to care about stuff he cares about. But, like, I don't care. I've had enough. Okay, well, yeah. Had so enough. then, then uh, uh, you know, Big Thunk 
uh, they're about to start fighting again, and the door slowly creeps open, and a ghoul appears. <laughs> just, oh my god, he all, just looks so creepy. All the powers of him are really good, just because he, as I said, he looks very ghoul-like. It's very gross. He like his super Absolute sunken gold. in eyes. It's incredible design. This is a man who has to train teenagers. <laughs> Uh, 24-7, un- ceaselessly and unendingly. <laughs> oh, but don't worry. Uh, it's like, oh, I just heard a loud noise in here. Can anybody give me an explanation? Uh, Mikasa politely raises her hand and gives us the uh, banger sentence of, It was Sasha letting out a huge fart. You again, eh? Learned some self-control. <laughs> <laughs> and then he leaves. So apparently, <laughs> judging from context clues, they've used that excuse a lot. <laughs> This is not the first time it's happened. It's so fucking... It's just the tonal shifts are really getting to me. I just... I love every single panel of Sasha is always so good when there's zero dialogue for her. (laughs) Because she's always making... She has, like, the best expressions of any character in this shit. It's so choice. After that, you know, Aaron and John sort of figure finish off their sort of argument but in the background of like in the middle but in the background of their conversation we have mikasa feeding sasha a piece of bread and her face is genuinely weird to look at it's, like it oh is no, yeah it is an it is an image that mm. i won't be able to forget it's <laughs> it is weirdly huh. sexual i don't like that you're right and I it's don't weird. like it but like Aaron and Jean have no clue that this is happening. It's <laughs> just like, oh, oh. meet me at dawn. We're gonna get, we're gonna train uh, hand-to-hand combat so we can beat the shit out of each other. Meanwhile, there's some oh, weird gay shit happening behind us that we will ignore. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. All of their expressions are so strange to look at. I'm still thinking yeah. about the fucking, uh, the, the smug Sasha panel from last time. I hate, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Oh, God. But yeah, oh, the next day they're training, and oh, what's this? Jean's not really slacking off anymore. He doesn't really take it seriously still, but he's, like, serious about learning the moves. And then we get another any father training flashback. Uh, she says, uh, Aaron's kick was dog shit. And uh, offers to teach him. And then he's like, oh no, it hurt. So don't do that, please. <laughs> and she says, oh, please, I insist. And then uh, kicks him again and flips him on his back. And I don't know, this chapter is, again, like a lot of the flashback chapters, pretty comical. Yeah. And that's fine, but it is going to be a rude awakening in the next chapter. Mm, yeah, next, the last half of the next chapter is a real... Mm, a real switch up. Yeah. We, we do also get, at the end of this, a little bit more information about the, uh... The fucking exacto knives that they fight with. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... What is it? Uh, current public... Current publicly available information. Number nine. Ultra hard steel. It's just steel that's only produced in, like, factory towns. It combines toughness and flexibility to slice through titan flesh, and it's currently the only material capable of that. As such, the single-edged sword, a specifically creased forged blade, is known far and w- far and wide as an anti-titan weapon. You have like five towns. I don't think I, I don't think I'd call it far and wide, but all right. 
blast right. fence. Yeah, the blast furnaces uh, only producing like factory towns. Forging process requires very small quantities of several rare metals, but exactly which ones in what ratios have become secrets only known to residents of those towns. Oh yeah. Cool. So the next chapter, uh, well, episode or whatever the fuck they call it, eighteen is what should I do now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are still in a fucking flashback. This it is some rinse. form of training exercise. They've got packs. They're on foot. They have their 3D maneuver gear. And the evil trainer golem man is on horseback bullying <laughs> Armin because Armin's a bitch. Um, Rain is like, give me your pack, you tiny weakling. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, let's not get caught with this. But, like, we basically get the most interesting thing at the beginning is like we're getting uh golem commander man's like analysis of all their strengths and weaknesses so starting with like reyna it's like he's strong as an ox and has the will to match but more than anything he's earned the trust of his comrades which is like what you said before like everyone <laughs> likes reyna he's just a good dude he's a solid bro i'm sure I'm sure he's never caused any of the problems that they're fighting against. I'm sure there are no ulterior motives uh, uh, underneath that coolness. Armin is a weak bitch, but uh, apparently he's got a good imagination, so I'm sure that will help him fighting Titans. <laughs> Definitely. Little baby boy. Couldn't hurt a fly. Uh, and then we kind of move into, like, they're all fighting, like, fake Titan cutouts with little... Um, stuffed things on the neck so they can slice through them. Yeah, I think Th- the this sandbags... is like their test. Yeah, yeah. This like is that. the it's this like... is the testing for the three D maneuvering stuff in like a forest, which is like where they're getting the points they were talking about last time. Hmm. Um, obviously, <laughs> like Annie and Bertolt keep uh, stealing Jean's <laughs> Jean's gets. Uh, so like Annie Leonhart the is like the angle of approach of a slashing attack is impeccable she carves deeply into the target but she's a loner and is bad at cooperating uh Bertolt <laughs> is like yeah he's also fucking skilled as hell he knows all the skills but he doesn't have any drive and just sort of follows what other people do which is like isn't that like a perfect soldier though yeah it sounds <laughs> like... kind of ideal for your whole operation i don't know um we have yeah we're still watching sort of jean trying to like fly around to get to one before anyone else because he wants to still be in the military police at this point even though we yeah. know that's not what he ends up doing <laughs> um uh it's like yeah his analysis is like he has a deep understanding of the vertical maneuvering equipment and is really good at exploiting it but he also like has the personality of a drawn sword <laughs> and <laughs> tends to create conflict which good. i really liked He's also good at analyzing situations, but again, we're just being told a lot of this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess that's nice to know their skills through uh, being told it by the commander and not, like, seeing it. Through really our, our, our millionth character infograph stat sheet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Connie has been following Jean the whole time and is <laughs> here to steal Valor. It's so good. And, and again, like, Connie's fine sense of balance a, a, he's good at vertical maneuvering like the rest of them are but he's got a slow mind and often makes strategic mistakes like <laughs> he does right here when sasha steals his valor because she was following connie who was following john <laughs> um sasha is quickly and has good moves quickly has good instincts uh but she has issues with structure 
making her ill-suited for organized activity. She's just having fun. Which is a fun way of saying she has ADHD. Yep, Um, definitely. And Jean's just like, can you guys, like, stop fucking following me? And they're like, yeah. And Connie's like, yes, Asha, stop following us. (laughs) It's pretty funny. It's good. Um, And then we get our our favorite two, Mikasa and Eren. Oh, yeah, Uh, baby. Mikasa is a master and the best historical, like, her talent is historically unprecedented, making her the most valuable of them all. And then Eren is like, though he's okay at bare hand fighting, he doesn't seem to have any other skills. <laughs> God. But he's got a sense of purpose that's twice as strong as anyone else's. And, you know, he's slowly improved as he, he's going on. Which I think is, you know, I like that. But also... I don't think we're really ever shown Aaron not being as good as the rest at 3D maneuverment gear. Like, aside yeah. from that stupid bit at the beginning where he was had faulty gear. Yeah, exactly. Like, right now, they could really show that he's missing targets or something, but he's not. They're showing him being a cool sword boy. Hmm, um, exactly. Yeah, sure, maybe Mikasa's faster and better than him, but he's still, like... Like, they can say that he his only good thing is hand-to-hand combat but they're not actually showing us him failing because you can't have a main character just fail at something no that would mean they aren't amazing and cool and it's like fucking christ yeah it's like Uh, you can't you can't we can't see him at first off ranking like fifth in the like fifth out of ten in the top ten and then you spend the whole like flashback being like oh well he's not really that good but you only show him being good and you don't give us any clues as to how or when he's actually progressing yeah i uh, and the only times we do it's like when it's not his fault and it's just a fucking like the one thing we get is like yeah of his gear is is bullshit anyway we move on they're doing it they're chatting debrief you stole my target, bitch, stuff at the end. <laughs> um, and the only really interesting part of this is Aaron being like, hey, Marco, you kept, like, allowing other people to, like, just take the targets that you kind of could have gotten first, like, to score points. And he's like, don't you want to get into the military police? And it's like, Marco has very interesting, like, oh, well the competition is like cool for skill raising but like if we were actually fighting titans it would be better for me to like point them out and then let better more accurate titan killers take them out mm. and they're like damn it's you uh would be a great leader marco <laughs> and everyone's like man can't wait to be a marco squad oh he's gonna do a great uh, job long career we're ahead all of him. gonna survive if we're in marco's squad with marco as our leader because we've really seen throughout the entirety of this comic that marco is the true leader of this group it's really <laughs> been established how much of a leader this boy is this character who's basically been not around the whole time the only thing we know about marco at this point until now that apparently he's a good leader is that he wants to fuck the king like yeah, is he, what like, you're, he's not gonna be leading anyone's squad because he's gonna be in the fucking like king's army yeah i just it's so weird anyway they're doing more kind of whatever banter and then we get 
John and Marco talking by themselves, and I'm pretty sure like the entirety of people yes. shipping them just comes yep. from this scene. This which is, is the only nothing. thing. Uh, and it's like them talking, and Marco being like, "John, I think you'd be a better leader than me." And John's like, "Dude, no, I, I wouldn't. What are you talking about?" <laughs> and I'm Rowan, like, "Yeah, what are you fucking talking about?" Yeah, Mark? damn right. <laughs> and he's like, and then we have this like really interesting moment where Marco's like, "You don't get mad when you hear this," but John, and then immediately cuts to. Like, we're out of the flashback, we're back Oops. in the present time, and Jean just is finding Marker's dead, half-eaten body. Yup. And old I will gone. say, I will say, even though I'd forgotten about this part in the anime or whatever, but of all the ways in which a lot of the shock value has sort of stopped working on me, even this early on in our read-through... This did get me as, like, a it's, pretty horrific It's pretty well done. It, this is pretty well done. And it's John, like, freaking out, being like, oh my god, is that fucking Marco? What the fuck? And essentially we're getting uh, the sense that this is post Aaron and the boulder. Yeah, this is the cleanup. And this is the cleanup, because the streets are full of dead bodies, and there is now a genuine concern of disease, which would cause a secondary disaster, and I like that the soldiers also fill this role of like, hey, mm. you're not just having to fight the Titans. Like, you're the Survey Corps. You need to survey any areas that people are going to move into. Actually, he's and in. You need this to is, clean that up. This is still general purpose soldiers. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. These are oh, all okay. just. These oh, are all yeah, like, they still haven't technically joined. Yeah, you can see oh, on on his, on his back. He doesn't. He just has like the. I believe is. I believe generic. that's the training corps insignia. Or at least it's just, like, general yeah. purpose. It's the two swords. Yeah. But, yeah, so they're like, mm, well, you know this guy's name? Cool, I'll write it down. And it's been basically two days since Aaron plugged up the hole. And apparently Marco was the leader of the 19th squad. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> All right, that feels like a retcon, but whatever. <laughs> and, yeah fucking there's some real fucked up shit that we also learn about titans which is that when they eat too much and they fill up they just vomit it up because they don't actually need to eat yeah so they don't have, have any like intestinal tracks everywhere like which is just like titans who have vomited up of all the people they ate and it's just like they're half melted in a yeah. big glob it's a slimy and like, Damn, corpse i hate this it's <laughs> yeah. really bad it sucks. And Annie and Rena and all them are also super disturbed by all this, which is interesting. Save that to talk about later when we know what's going on with them. Yeah. I believe and... that's... I believe Annie's looking at... Uh, what's that fucking uh, black-haired bitch from the, uh, oh, the right. division who had a boyfriend called, like, Carl or something? I don't know. I think her name was Hannah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I believe that's her, uh, well, jaw and under, that's her. Mm. And, like, Rena's like, damn, after all the fucking training we did, guess, guess yeah, <laughs> sort of still all fucking died, huh? And, <laughs> yeah, we have them burning the pyres and all that, and Connie, and they all look disturbed and fucked up. It's a PTSD yeah. time. They finally got it. They're in, they're in the club now. 
And John's like, damn, if I knew I'd be dropped into hell like this, none of us would have fucking chosen to become soldiers. And then I think these are pretty famous lines where John's like, hey, Marker, which bones are yours? I don't even know. Yeah, it's pretty or, good. hey, Marker, I don't even know which bones are yours. And, like, that's pretty good, but also we have no establishment that they had a friendship at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until this chapter, so... It can't hit that hard. <laughs> but you can tell how, like, the fandom felt there was potential in these characters to have development and then took it and ran with it. Definitely, Because yeah. the characters and their relationships aren't fully formed. Like, they're just not. Yeah, it's, but, it's enough of that, like, starting block that you have something to build with, but, like, not yeah. enough that it, there's much to get in the way of whatever you want to do with it. And definitely a lot of the Attack on Titan fandom wrote, like, alternate universe stuff. Yeah. Like, there are some fandoms where you find it's always in-universe writing. But Attack on Titan definitely had very little in-universe stuff, especially long-form fanfiction. And, like, if you even go there now, you'd probably find that all the top fanfiction, the really big ones, the majority of it is going to be... Uh, like just AUs all the way through because I think even people who really like the show sense that there's something not quite fully formed about the 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 canon world that it's in but you can kind of take these characters into a different world and play around with them because they are not so fully formed that you can just like you can kind of make them what you want like you can project onto these characters really well oh they're sort of really good for projection there's like just um, enough to kind of yeah give you like a vague kind of outline of like what kind of person you can make with it but like they're just so easy to form into whatever you want yeah exactly and now we have like i don't know it kind of ends with a lot of genres being like fucking a uh, lot of bad stuff but i i'm not gonna turn into an idiot like you <laughs> marco not everyone is strong like you which is like was marco strong i don't know nah. and then we go back to the marco saying don't get mad when you hear this but jean you're not a strong person <laughs> yeah so you can really understand how weak people feel <laughs> it's so good and it's like and john's just like what the hell what does that mean you dickhead what the fuck and Marco's like, yeah, I'd rather be, like, led by someone who's has the same weaknesses as me rather than what I'm hearing now, like, in the subtext is rather than someone like Aaron who's insane and has the willpower that never ends, which is not, like, rational. Mm. Um, and so he's like, yeah, I mean, if I got a, an order from someone who saw things like I do, no matter how tough it was, I'd do my damn just to carry it out which is like yeah okay bootlicker but <laughs> i understand that is like aaron fundamentally would be the worst leader oh right terrible. because he, he would expect everyone to have the exact same willpower as him mm. and he would not know how to utilize people very well um but like jean i think could manipulate people into doing what he wants and they would trust him because he's not going to put on the pretense of like knowing exactly what he's doing all the time he's still going to be that kind of sly 
I don't know, maybe we'll fucking die, but let's give it yeah. a shot kind he's of like, guy. He's like just open enough about the reality of what they're doing that you can kind of be Which, like, yeah, he gets it. I'll do what he says because he knows the real shit. He's not like a weird, deluded, like military guy. Do you know who it reminds me of? Hmm? Pixis, right? Like, oh, Pixis yeah, yeah. seems like an older version of Jean who's gone very dark but also has learned how to use all these skills that he has to manipulate and in this very open and sort of sly and sarcastic way. <laughs> I don't know, do you get that vibe? Because that's the vibe I was getting. No, and that definitely Aaron's checks out to me, yeah. Of that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, this is a very Jean-heavy chapter, and I do like that we're getting Jean development so that's cool i think I like, he's a very interesting character i like yeah. him in a character sense because he is one of the more complex ones that we get i'm i'm interested to see what we see of him as an adult as compared like in comparison to how much like how annoying he was to read in the flashbacks because it's like yeah if we're still gonna have to keep dealing with like oh, I'm going to beat you up because I looked at a woman. And it's like, I don't think I'm going to love that. But, like, stuff like this is like, okay, you're an interesting dude with, like, yeah, like a complex idea of how the world works and what you can do to be a part of it. Mm. Yeah, like, fuck the Asian fetish shit. Give me more of this. Exactly. Lose more of your friends. A lot of this culminates with him still standing in front of the pyre, being like, yeah, I'm going to join the Survey Corps, and looking very distraught about the decision that he's making, but making it anyway. He's having a big old sob about it. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, we basically get a summary of some stuff about, like, how they managed to get rid of all the Titans, and that two Titans were captured. And the very last thing that we sort of see is that a lot of this is Erwin explaining to Aaron that he has been in a coma for three days and that he's just sort of giving him a rundown and Aaron's like hey uh what and he's like hey do you got any questions as Levi and Erwin are like standing there and then we get this zoom out where we see that Aaron is in a bed but like in a prison cell he's in <laughs> a he's, dungeon like, as they say to yeah a dungeon <laughs> chained to the wall <laughs> um and Basically, he's in the custody of the military police. The survey corps, who are like Owen and and Levi, basically have been trying to get access to see him for ages and were only now just able to. They're giving him this rundown and essentially are like, hey, this key that we got off you, it leads to your dad's basement, right? is that where we'll find the secrets of the Titans? And he's like, well, that's what my dad said, and my dad's very trustworthy. Uh, (laughs) Levi is like, you have amnesia, your dad is missing, everything about this is very convenient, and we don't trust you at all. So what are your intentions, please? (laughs) And Aaron, very, very simply, is just like, I just want to enter the survey corps and kill Titans. (laughs) That's it. That's all I want. That's all I've ever wanted. Ask anybody. Believe me, I've told them. And Levi's like, yeah, that's alright then. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I just want to read one one Levi line, which is, I'll take responsibility for him. Send that message to the Mucky Mucks. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? 
What the I don't know if that's fucking... a weird translation thing. Is that... A... You know what I mean? What's a mucky muck? What is a mucky muck? Like, it clearly, like, context clues. He means, like, yeah. Yeah, clearly from, like, context clues. He's like, yeah, tell the higher-ups that I'll take, like, responsibility for him. They'll know what... They'll know I'm good for it. But just the phrasing of mucky mucks. Yeah. <laughs> weird. It's not good. I don't love it. So, the status quo at the end of this chapter is... Levi will put Aaron down immediately if he does anything out of line, but he is accepted into the Survey Corps, and Woo. Aaron doesn't get to be as happy about that as I think he would like to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and then we have a point five chapter. Yeah, do you want to read this, or should I? Um, I can do it, I don't mind. It's, cool. It's very quick, and it's going to be referenced later, so that's... Yeah, it is, it is a... Probably it is a very that. integral chapter in multiple ways. But it's weird that it's just put in as an extra bit. Yeah. It's called uh, Ilse's Notebook. Yeah. Um, we do start with a big summary of just the stuff we already fucking Every know. single character gets a fucking little block. Then they're like, oh, this is what they're like. Are they alive or dead? <sighs> I don't care. Anyway... Ilsa Lagnar is a part of the 34th expedition outside the wall. She is on foot and she is essentially writing into a notebook as she's running. She's lost her squad mates and horses. Her maneuvering equipment's gone. She's running north. And she's like, look, I'm going to be eaten by Titans inevitably. However, I'm going to write down as much as I can before that happens. She's been prepared for this situation since she applied to the Survey Corps. That's just what's going on. Yeah. She goes a lot of, you know, I, we do not fear death. We are the wings of humanity kind of bullshit. I, don't I really will care. not succumb. Mm. Uh, but, you know, she does run into a titan. And the titan looks kind of fucked up. And it's, like, right on top of her. But, and she's, like, doing that, that very, like, protagonist of... Uh, a Lovecraft novel, like, riding yep, up yep, the yep. to the last moment thing. <laughs> My death is almost upon me. I will not succumb. I'm going to keep riding anyway. D- the end the of notes. the line for me. As a Titan picks me up physically, I am going to continue riding in this notebook. No, it, doesn't, it doesn't pick her up yet. She's still just sitting there against a tree. As it, uh... And then the Titan is like, hmm, I'm going to talk now. <laughs> and it says, a subject of Ymir. Damn, wish I knew what that meant. <laughs> Who knows? And then it's like, Lady Ymir, well met, and then it bows to her. And she's like, damn, okay. Hmm. This changes everything. It and has very expressions. Much it does. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she talked, she, she's like, what are you? And it, it moaned, it, it didn't really form words. And she's, so she's trying to ask her questions, but it just seems very upset. Yeah. And then she loses her shit, and it's like, why do you fucking eat us? Why? What the fuck? Get out of our world. And then that titan loses its mind, tries to rip its face off. And then, yeah, the titan... This is what I got from it. The titan was trying to not eat her, but then when she got mad, it like lost its control of not eating her. Mm. And then it eats her. Like, the whole time it's trying to talk and stuff, 
I felt like it was still wanting to eat her, but it was trying to, like, not and, like, control its nature that it's been forced upon by being a political prisoner who's who's dropped over onto the island. Okay. So. Like, that's sort of what I was getting from it. What, what are you getting from this? So the history of this is that this is possibly the biggest retcon in Attack on Titan. Where... So basically, before like all the basement stuff happened, I mm. believe it's that he had a massive like, oh shit, I need to change a lot of this plot stuff, and he basically like, rewrote the whole like world law stuff that's hidden right. in the basement. The one of the Definitely things that got rewritten. A great thing to do. Yeah. While you're in the middle of writing. One of the things that got rewritten is the like origins of the Titans and the existence of the founding like the nine Titans because that wasn't a thing. Because the only Titans that should be able to speak are the nine Titans, like the Titan Shifters, because they're the, they're the, quote, intelligent Titans. Right. But then you still have this lingering thread of this one dude who, on, like, on the wiki page, is just called, like, Talking Titan, which he, he himself has a history. He was one of the, uh, like, uh, original cultists of Ymir from uh, Mali, mm. who was, uh, like, exiled here with uh, Ymir, who are currently watching Betrained and all that. Yeah. So that's this dude, but he shouldn't be able to speak. Like he shouldn't at all. It's n- it's a completely not a thing later on. There is mm. there is one other example later on in the series where a Titan speaks. And that is Connie's mum. Um let's see what that part. Blah, blah, blah. I believe this is I believe this is post-retcon. I believe so. I'm pretty sure, yes. Yes, it is. So at this point, this is like when Zeke's on the island and they're all going around and he's like turning all like whole villages into Titans and stuff. Basically, he turns Connie's whole village into Titans. Uh, Connie hears word of like a Titan attack on the town. He goes to see if his family's all right and he finds his mom turned into a Titan, but her legs are like, her like legs and arms are both super deformed so she can't actually move anywhere. But basically, as he's like being ushered out by his friends, uh, the Titan speaks to him, and I believe she says, uh, "Where is it? Welcome home." And so this is the only other example of a non-intelligent Titan speaking. And I have a couple ideas, or like one main idea as to why this is the case, like why My- this one speaks. My best guess is that it's just a weird form of an abnormal titan that just doesn't fully transform in a way. You know what I mean? Like, there's heaps of kinds of abnormal titans yeah. where the transformation happens weirdly. I, I don't think Basically, it's, like a huge it's like plot hole. No, but it's like the, the initial one is the big plot hole. This is nothing. But the. Yeah. Uh, like, this is post retcon. But my. There are a couple different ideas about what this is. One is that. It's Connie brain trauma of, like, I can see physically that that is my mother. She looks the same as my mother. She has the same physical traits. And that's yeah. that's when Handi puts the dot, like, connects the dots of, like, oh, my God, the Titans were people once. They've turned into people some... They turned into Titans somehow. Mm. The, uh, the other thing that I thought of a little bit ago is maybe that, like, 
because she is very newly turned, she has just that little, little bit of, like, that last little grasp left, maybe. Yeah. But honestly, even just the idea of, like, Connie trauma is kind of enough for me to get by and not really think too much about it. And this one's just a plot hole. I mean, uh, the first one is the plot hole that's kind of like, oh, we're not going to really acknowledge that once I kind of rewrite this. But the second one is... I don't know if it's a plot hole. It's definitely not answered. Like, I'm sure of that. She is, she is still alive, though, I'll let you know. Yeah, I mean... This <laughs> they don't is the kill thing, her. Right? I, I'm not really interested in, like... I don't need a world to be airtight. No. It's fine. Like, when I'm reading something, if there are small things like this that just don't get explained or whatever, I'm just going to leave it. I don't really care. This doesn't break my immersion in the story at all. There are definitely... There are other things that break my immersion in the story. This doesn't. I don't care that this is, like, yeah. a pothole or whatever. I just thought it was interesting, and I was wondering if there was... If it meant something. But the last part of this very short little extra bit is Hanji and Levi finding her diary and being like, damn, what the fuck is this? And then yeah. it's like, well, it's what uh, Ilsa Lenga, uh, Langna died for. So I wonder if it's going to be important at all in the next chapter. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it is. Who's to say? All right. Chapter 19. Still can't see. Oh, oh God. Sorry, that, that water I drank, that, was in a state that water I drank earlier is really hitting me bad. I think you're allergic to water, Ali. I this is the thing I thought about since like 2018. I might be just allergic to fluoride. <laughs> Cause there are I just genuinely like I drink a glass of water and most of the time I'll feel ill. It's the lead pipes, baby. No matter where I've got, it always happens. It's pretty frustrating. But alright. Mm. So basically, uh word is being spread about like the uh, hole being closed through like uh, uh, monarch newspapers and also merchant ones. No one really trusts anything. Like it to be to their benefit, it sounds like a whole lot of bullshit that a titan closed the boulder. Yeah, they're like this <laughs> is just fucking propaganda. Yeah, like the the royals weren't mentioning there was a titan involved at all. They were covering that up, but all the merchant guild shit is like, oh, there's a titan out there. It's doing shit. It it fixed that hole. And everyone's just arguing about it. The one thing I do like about this very beginning part is, like, we get to see what the interior really looks like and how yeah. fancy it is and how fancy everyone is dressed there. It's very, like, I don't know, 1910s kind Yeah, definitely. Um, which I really liked because, you know, so far we've, we've seen a lot of, like, the exterior and the soldiers, but, yeah, you know, they've got their hats and their, hmm. uh, like you know tall buildings with beautiful yeah, like, like the exterior. housing I... in the exterior is like super different sorry the housing in the interior is like super different from the other districts like i remember when yeah. we saw uh in like the in the beginning of the manga like when we saw like shingan shina and shit it was a lot more plain very simple like housing designs but this is like super ornate they have spires on rooftops and all of this shit it's really elaborate. Yeah, four or five stories. Yeah, yeah, like proper estates. Mm, I like it. I just think it's a cool detail. Yeah, it's a really nice touch. But yeah, Merchant Guild's spreading stuff. Everybody knows about the Titans now. They're all very concerned. And uh, we're going back to our fun little basement boy, our little dungeon kid. Here he is. 
chained to the walls. It's been an unspecified number of days. He doesn't really know how long it's been. Uh, he's experienced... <laughs> Aaron's experiencing bigotry for the first time. Yeah, they weren't letting piss, they weren't letting drink, no liquid to the boy. Uh, remember your place, you monster. He's like, oh, man, I guess they're not that wrong. I'm a bit fucked, eh? Uh, he misses all his squad mates. He wants to be with his boys. And, uh, but uh, thankfully, uh, Hanji arrives. And regrettably, uh, she's brought Mike uh, with him. The, the, the dude who just sniffs everyone. Oh, yeah, what's he, up with that, he gets, he gets a good old sniff forever, and, and it's very uncomfortable. Oh, where's, the, where's the line from Hanji? Quote, he always smells people when he first meets them, and then sneers. It probably doesn't mean anything. Okay, dude. <laughs> All right, Mike. Sure. Bit That's fucking weird. Trait. Yeah, I guess you can just do that in the military. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, surprise, the dungeon was below the courthouse, and it's time for a fucking trial. We're in it. Uh, the this people versus the people versus Aaron Yeager. This is all, I guess he, they are like, well, we can't have a, con- a, a, a regular court hearing, so we're having a military tribunal. Well, yeah, that makes sense. He's part of the military, that's yeah. what happens. It is very weird that at no point on this war, Kanji mentioned this would happen. She talks about the sniffing guy and his <laughs> weirdness, but not, hey, by the way, we're about to put you in the stocks <laughs> in the middle of a trial. I would give them the benefit of the doubt where it could have been like, this kid can turn into a titan. If he doesn't like what's about to happen, he might do that. Yeah, but arguably he could do that in the middle of the courtroom too. Yeah, those flimsy little Listen, I'm, I'm, shackles I'm, he's wearing. I'm trying to be nice. It's a it's... yeah. No, I can I can buy that. Yeah, all, right, uh, all the leaders of like the military police and uh, the survey cops are here. Commander Pix is in the audience. Uh, his his two best friends, and also the uh, like the one or no like the, the one of the two I think. No, I think she's the only surviving member of the Alpha Squad from uh, last time. Uh, what's her name? I don't Rico. remember her name, but... Rico, it's Rico. Rico, and Mikasa's pissed at her. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she... Because, uh, so basically, later on, they're like, Oh, no, I'll get to, you know, no, I'll, I'll get to that later. Okay, so basically, the word has gotten out that someone turned into a Titan outside, and the world is getting very divided. A lot of people are like, well... He's a demon, and he's going to kill us all, while some people uh, think he's a Christ figure and will redeem us and save us all. Mm-hmm. And so this this trial is basically to determine where Aaron will go, to the military police or to the survey corps. Basically, so, okay, uh, Chief Nile Dock of the military police, uh, his case is basically... They want to examine Aaron's body thoroughly before disposing of it without delay. Because a lot of people in power throughout the cities regard him as a threat and want him dealt with. Uh, well, a lot of the uh, like working class people are like, oh, well, he's a hero. He plugged up the wall. It doesn't matter. He saved us. And mm. slowly... 
a civil war is starting between the people and the merchant class. And so the general plan is, all right, we, we study him until we've had enough. Then we get it, we kill him, and we use him as a martyr figure to kind of quiet things down a bit. I'm really interested in, like, martyr figure for who are they talking? Like, martyr figure... General human the... race? That's such a weird... Because usually when you create a martyr, it makes revolutions even more... Boy, like, martyrs don't yeah. quiet things down. They make things even bigger because if you kill him, then he's a symbol of something. But I'm wondering, like... Maybe I just didn't read it correctly, but I was kind of a little bit confused as to why they thought making a martyr would be a good idea. I have no <laughs> idea. They do specify that, yeah, we will turn him, we will turn him into a martyr for the human race. And I mean, I do think this is really interesting because I like that it's not really like the politics at play here are not just do we use him, do we kill him to get rid of him, or do we use him to try and reclaim the war. The politics at play here involves so many more groups than There's a lot Aaron of had been exposed to. Yeah, and now Aaron doesn't even know where he stands with all these groups that suddenly know about him and his existence and this thing that he didn't even understand that he could do like it's not like he's some titan like Raynor or or annie or bertolt who's been like hiding hiding out this whole time hmm. he is learning about this pretty much as everyone else does but he is not he's barely had any time to like think about it for his own sake yeah because he's been immediately thrust into this situation of like damn there are religious groups who are like obsessed with him and hate him and like yeah. him and blah 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 like, now it happened and then it ha like that one big day happened with a lot of different shit and then he was in a coma for three days and then he was in prison for an unspecified amount of time chained to a wall being vaguely abused mm. like he's not had a lot of time to process what's going like alongside the amnesia of kind of turning into a titan for the first few times yeah but yeah the military police want to in the end of the day they want to i think at the end of the day they just want to get rid of him yeah. like he is this outlier he is this unprecedented piece in a game of politics that they are playing and but yeah they they they're saying here let's get information let's turn him into a mother, whatever but at the end of the day I think they just don't want someone with this power. Yeah, but I I think the difference the difference between the military police and like the other factions like the war priests who also want him dead is like I think the military police at least acknowledge that hey, we can get something out of this kid. He does need to die though. We cannot trust this. We can get stuff out of it, but he cannot be around for long. Whereas like groups like yeah, like uh, the war priests, I forget the I think it's just I think it's just Church of the Walls or something. Yeah. Like they like kind of sprung up five years ago after it was all burst down. They're like, oh no, execute this man immediately. Uh, he is a pest that circumvented the divine protection of the wall through trickery. Yeah, and they have they're very flat, very just we are religious zealots, sort of not a very complex group as of yet. No, I, I, I we get a lot complex, more of them but... later, but we definitely yeah. right now it's just like uh, religious zealots who uh, fear the unknown. Yeah, and then we get Erwin, right? Yeah, Erwin with the the simplest, just a very basic uh, explanation of what they want to do. So, well, uh, we use the Titan powers to take back War Maria. Uh, that's it. That's all we got. I believe our priorities are clear. Uh, 
Thank you. This is my excellent pitch. I'm the full commander of the fucking survey corps. I'm great at talking to people. He really pleading my even fucking like, case. He doesn't even, like, try. No. To, like, put down reasons. Like, he doesn't even say, like, any part of the plan. Like, to try and assuage anyone. There's no... It's just like with his strength, we could recover War Maria. Okay, what is your what is your idea here? Like, what are you doing? And then he try he like they like, start okay, they start please? to talk about that, and then uh, just a random. I I don't think he's a merchant because he seems to be against the merchants. But just a random dude in the court starts screaming about all of this stuff, and like the, the gate should be permanently closed. Nobody should ever leave. Uh, those. Do those dogs in the I, Merchants Association really want land that badly? Yeah, I was just like, is this just a guy? He, I, <laughs> just a guy. he doesn't seem to be a part of any faction, so I think he's just a dude. And Aaron has this weird thought, like, the conservatives are here too. <laughs> I, it's so... And we'll get to this a little bit more later, and I want to talk about it. Yeah. How the... How the Survey Corps are a part of the military, but they are positioned in this story as if they're not conservatives. Yeah. As if they're not a part of the military-industrial complex. Well, they they like, do things their own way. They're a, they're a, a they free spirit. Are, they are a part of the military. Mm-hmm. And it's so... This, this story is trying so hard to make you think there's some, like, other faction that has their own ideals and blah 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 but at the end of the day no you guys have the exact same command system you have there's nothing different about you other than the fact that you're more reckless with your lives you you all follow orders from the exact same pyramid exactly (sighs) i I do like but i do like to see love and calling uh merchants and ruling people pigs even if it does get a bit fat phobic Mm. yeah Less great, but yeah. I... Yeah, Levi kind of interrupts and is like, well, if you want us to reinforce all the walls, who's going to fight off the Titans while that happens? Do you think they're just going to wait for us? No. It'll be the survey cults and we'll all be kind of slaughtered. And, and those are my buddies. Those, those are my boys. My, my fucking boys. <laughs> uh, the war priests busted again because they're mad that someone would even think it... They call, they call this dude an insolent scoundrel... Uh, because the wall rose was a gift from God, and uh, human <sighs> beings should never lay a hand upon it. Like people are allowed to be on a wall. Anyway, <laughs> how can how can how can how can you fools look upon that wall, that divine masterpiece beyond human knowledge, and still not comprehend? Then we get a little bit of Aaron <sighs> insight, where it's like, you know, these idiots are why it took forever to get cannons mounted on the top of the walls. <laughs> what they say is, <laughs> these dickheads. God damn, the church is <laughs> is being portrayed as like the like height of conservatism and stopping <laughs> progress and the military is the arbiter for progress. Great, I love it. It's so good. Mm. <laughs> Much to think I about. Love, and the thing about it is because the Survey Corps are being positioned in the world of the story as the arbiters of like change and progress like Mm. it's just so aggravating because it's like yeah of course they are if you're not actually putting any other groups in that are 
not the military or the church or the state. <laughs> like, there's no real... Like, we get a little bit at the top of this thing about, like, the general public's opinion, but they're still just a mob with no... They're just a mob that can affect, like, popular opinion. They're not people who can really, like, create change or be their no. own group or have their own factions within them that can can have any sort of political power. The idea that any of those people on the street who are reading that newspaper might be a part of a group that could try and wrestle political power, especially, like, one that is a leftist group, is completely not in this story like that doesn't God, exist no. the not most people power is the merchants guild who are more like citizens than anyone else and they are also described as the conservatives and they are yes p- portrayed as hyper capitalist and they just want land and, and to sell goods and blah 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 and but at the same time it's like yeah i don't like capitalism either but no i don't like it i don't dislike it because it's not enough like the military <laughs> I need, I need to get no. I need to get through this because my meds have basically worn up at this point. I need to power okay. through. Get through. Okay. Um, okay. They stop. Uh, and then they start. It, it's the attack on Mikasa. Yeah. Okay. So they bring up uh, the uh, judge brings up the report uh, that uh, Rico uh, filed about uh, him trying to punch Mikasa three times after initially transforming. Uh, Mikasa gives her a very stern look before she's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Lie in the report? <laughs> I can't cover up. I'm not, I'm so low rank for this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of admit it. Uh, uh, she also this brings is like a... the first Aaron knows about this. Yeah. Cause he, he has, still has, when you're like learning to shift, you have like major shit. amnesia for anything that kind of happens. It, like, takes a fair bit to kind of get a grasp on the controls of it all. So he just doesn't know that he's continually tried to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> and Mikasa's like, yeah, but he saved my life, like, before that. It, yeah, it like, all equals out in the end. All... One day when Eren dies and his soul is weighed against that the weight of a feather, I feel like he will he'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be all right. But then, then my, my boy Niall, he, he busts out those receipts. He's got the, the fucking reports from, like... He's got the fucking Six years ago, right when, when Aaron and Mikasa th- killed three adult men. Uh, but he's like, well, yeah, it was understandable. It was legit self-defense. Uh, yet, quote, Yet it raises doubts as to Aaron's basic humanity. Which, <laughs> honestly, I mean, yeah, it does. Like, he was like, nine, and he very wholeheartedly killed, like, people without much hesitation. And he's kind of just shown throughout the rest of this manga, like, yeah, you know, he doesn't really care about this. He's fine. Aaron has bloodlust. And always has, before he was a titan and after. Uh-huh. And then we get, I think that same crazy merchant dude, merchant guild person from the crowd being like, he must be a titan that took a form of a child to infiltrate our society. Yeah. And I'm like, great, you fucking crackpot. Brilliant. <laughs> it's so choice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I do believe Eren has a violent nature. I don't think it has anything to do with him being a titan, though. I, I think, think him he becoming just... a titan I think this... is just bad luck for the world. He was like this already. It's Yeah, exactly. This is just... It's just like... Um, 
that season of Korra where a weird political dude just gets airbending powers and it's like, ah, oh, well, it could have been anyone. Oh, well, this sucks. That it had to be the evil anarchist. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I do like, because it is repeated the stuff that I said at the top, which is like, the shackles mean nothing. Yeah. This is, Jack shit. It's not doing, you what? think he can do literally anything, so why bother? And then they're like, what if Mikasa is a titan? And it's like, bro, what if everyone's secretly a titan? Within us all is a titan. Just waiting to get out. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron uh, begins his uh, politi- political speeches again. V- very, it felt very. Don't tread on me, to me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tread on me, but I will lick the boot of the military. Oh, of course, I adore the military. Don't tread on me, but also I'm uh, twelve uh, feet. I'm I'm twelve feet tall. Also. <laughs> You cannot physically tread on me, but I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> oh my god. It's just like... It's his... He she speeches. He continues to speech. It's but like, his last argument, where he's like screaming... Yeah. Is the funniest line. It's so just good. shut your mouths and invest everything in me. <laughs> like... Really great choice, dude. Why? You're in a military tribunal. Most of these people want to kill you. And you're just like, now, don't. I'm not going to give you a good argument, but just invest everything in me. I do, I do like that at the end he's like, oh, fuck, what have I done? Before Levi comes and uh, does the famous scene where he just beats the shit out of Aaron that people really love to sexualize. Oh my god. People love to be this really scene... horny about this military abuse. Fucking against a minor. This scene inspired some shit. Yeah, this 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 uh, made some people think some thoughts. This is the crux of why people ship them and uh-huh. want them to fuck. Oh, really it's says a lot about some bad. people. A certain kind of uh fandom uh enjoyer. You know, there are those kinds of people that are really, really horny for uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't relate. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, he loses a tooth. Poor boy. Oh, poor little he guy. He getting that one back. Oh, um, mm. God, it's so weird. Some of the panels of, like, Levi's foot being in Aaron's face <sighs> are just very odd. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. But basically, uh, Levi's whole argument is like, well, none of, none of you can defeat him, but I can. So trust me to kill him if uh, need be. Mm. Uh, it seems to do the job. I mean, then Owen's also like, oh, well, we'll do a test trial of the next big mission. If it works, then he's cool. If it doesn't uh, work enough for your judgment, uh, we'll kill him. That's hmm. about it. Sounds about right. And then uh, Levi continues to beat the shit out of him a bit more. Yeah, so that gets, obviously, Aaron out of that space, though. So they're back in some other room. Uh, you know, Levi is, like, just chilling beside him, kind of being a, a dickhead. I don't... I don't really... I never really got why people liked Levi. <laughs> it was never really... Like I, I mean, like I guess he's I cool. I see it a bit. But... I think just, I I see it a bit in that he's just very he acts very different to the rest of the soldiers. Like everybody, yeah. like 
he is a stuck-up dude, and he also is very like, oh, I follow the rules. I love to uh, have authority. But he just has a very different body language than anybody else. Yeah, but, like, I can definitely sort of, I don't know. It, it's it's just a bit weird to me, because Aaron has, like, surrendered himself over to these people who beat him at a trial. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and Levi's just like, do you resent me? And he's like, no, I need, no, you need to put on a show. And it's like, Aaron, fuck on Christ. God, okay. Uh, there is no, there is no point, like, because I would say in another story, you'd have a kid obsessed with joining the military in the Survey Corps, right? And they join, and then mm. they'd be like, oh, this isn't what I thought it would be. You know, like an arc or something. Yeah. But Aaron's maybe like, maybe this no. would be you know the bad part where it's like, huh? Maybe the military ain't so great. I'm being pretty horrifically beaten in public, and and shamed and used and locked in cells and I've become a political tool, not given fair trial and all this. But Aaron's like, nah. I just you know it has to be done. I've got to kill them Titans and do what needs <sighs> to be done, Captain. <laughs> but yeah. That's, yeah, that's all I was thinking. And then, obviously, his tooth starts growing back. Yeah. It's Titan juice. It just comes. It's fine. Who mm-hmm. needs to worry about bodies? Don't worry about it. just get a new it. one. <laughs> and then our last chapter. Oof, yes. Uh, chapter 20, episode 20. Special just... Operations Squad. Yeah. Now, this horse does not look fucking normal. <laughs> It's a very slender horse. It has the same weird long proportions as, like, all the other people. Mm. But basically, we've got them all moving to a new facility that's just, like, an old castle that, like, used to be the headquarters of the Survey Corps, but then, like, it was far away from the wall, so why the fuck would they use it? But now it's just, like, perfect place to put out little Titan's secret weapon and lock (laughs) him in a dungeon. (laughs) genius but like this this guy and do you know this guy's name the guy who bites his tongue on the horse while I trying to like I'm, i know that but i don't remember his name give you a sec let me find but he's like little guy he's real weird i don't know how i feel oh, about I hate, he looks like daz but worse yeah I, I literally thought he was daz for a bit and i was like what's yeah, daz same. doing here because they have the same face um <laughs> But yeah, they're all trying to be like, ah, oh, rookie, we're Levi's special guard, and we're all the best that handpicked <laughs> by Levi. We're his, we're his favorite little guys. Uh. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me, I, I think I've... Ah, oh, there's his name. Uh, this is Olu. Olu? O-L-U-O. That's all right. Fine. O-L-U-O Bizarro. Anyway, he bites his tongue because he's a dumbass. Uh, and he's Stupid like, Aaron's shit. basically like, so I'm with Squad Levi, who are this a specific squad that Levi handpicks, full of all the oddballs, all the weirdos, mm. the freaks, the and but Aaron, but, but Aaron's like, oh, so these are the people who are gonna kill me if I get out of control. Wonderful. And then we get the famous Levi cleaning thing. Oh god, uh, yeah, that shit. And he's like, you have to sleep in the basement, Aaron. Uh because we don't like you um but like aaron is like damn it's crazy that like levi just obediently accepts decisions from above i thought he'd 
be a wild one. I thought he'd be like <laughs> taking her prisoners. And this other girl is like, what? You thought because he carries a lot of weight, he wouldn't be concerned for the rank or the command structure? And it's like, Aaron, how dare you not think that the rank and command structure are unimportant? Even important <laughs> soldiers like Levi must follow orders. And Aaron is learning the lesson that, you know, just because you're a value and you, you're an asset doesn't mean you get to just not do what you're told no it's, matter oh my how God. up the chain you are you'll always have a boot to kiss <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> fucking literally and like Erwin brought him into the core and this is the first point where we get that he was a notorious thug in the city's underground market which oh, is yes. like please tell me more about that i'd love to know more about that underground market sounds way more interesting i'd rather be there yes please mm, please bring me to the underground market but yeah, Aaron's kind of going through this like, oh, so like all these people are just fucking weird. These people are just fucking odd. And <laughs> I don't, a lot of this chapter isn't super interesting. They're just like interrogating him about like, hey, the stuff that they're like, hey, what is it happens when you become a Titan? And Aaron's like, I don't really know. I just know I need to bite myself, but He's I don't like, really know how I know that. <laughs> self-inflicted pain. And they're like, normal. <laughs> Sounds good. And then we get... Hanji back Hanji Zoe Zoe Hanji I don't know which way around it is Hanji who is I don't know she was pretty popular back in the day I don't know how popular she is now but she is definitely one of those like oddball characters right like dude when when Hanji died the the uh the fandom outcry oh it was heartbreak going through that tumblr tag it was a real real (laughs) nightmare yeah yeah real tears coming from our podcast right here like think pieces and sad uh uh, like pastel edits oh my god really <laughs> yeah dude it was a lot and she's like damn stop by to get uh permission that i can use you in my experiments <laughs> and there's some i don't there are some like kind of funny moments like oh levi what's on aaron's agenda for tomorrow and he's like cleaning and she's <laughs> like awesome then he will be at my experiments and we now get to see Hanji's weird deal, which is that she has a very weird affection for Titans. Sure. All right, there had to be someone. Um, we should. Sorry, I just thought for a second after that. Mm. There is, there is, I guess, some Hanji stuff we should address, which is that the 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 non-binary interpretation of hanji oh yeah i remember that back in the day there was a lot of like is she a trans woman is she like non-binary i remember i remember uh an article i read a little while ago that i've since forgotten of course but i remember it specified like it was an interview with the creator who i fear the name of also but it specified that like oh yeah i just didn't really i believe it was like oh i just didn't write gender pronouns and then people kind of ran with that and i just haven't done anything with it so oh your imagination whatever you want but in the translation we're reading it like uses she her pronouns but Mm. it was a huge thing in the fandom i remember yeah and there was a lot of i remember very specifically people interpreted her as like a trans woman a lot of the time in sort oh, of a yeah. phantom, fan, phantom way. And I remember that people would talk that there was some sort of, like, trans interpretation you could make. But again, yeah, like, I didn't speak Japanese. And I never read the manga. I was only into the anime way back when. So, like, that never really, like, was a thing. But I do remember people using that as, like, 
I remember people saying it was actually canon. I remember people genuinely believing it. <laughs> and I remember people right. using that as a way of saying, ah, oh, but Attack on Titan has good representation. Because they would also <laughs> argue that, like, Ymir and Historia were both canonically lesbians as well because they Bro, were delusional that's comedy jokes it's bigotry it's real it's not fucking real bro you gotta know the difference between what is like real representation and what is a joke at your expense yeah yeah i know but like those were the three characters that were always like used as a as example the other thing that would always be used is like it's really secretly progressive in the very like <laughs> yeah. liberal sense like not talking about like fascism but talking about it like it has good representation was like but there's so many badass female characters oh so many girl boss cops god i love i love like brooklyn 99 (laughs) i love my women in the military it just shows that women can can lick boots too (laughs) did you hear the bombs dropping from the first female president what an honor (laughs) Truly, we're living in a yeah. world of change. But yeah, Hanji's Hanji's big deal is that she has a fascination with Titans and feels like there's a lot more to them. So of course, Aaron is now her new favorite fascination. But yeah. she's kind of explaining to him like a lot of her like experiments. Um, she always tries to communicate with them first, and this is obviously because she found that diary, um, Ilsa's diary, yeah. in which it communicated, so of course she's going to continue to try and do that. When that doesn't work out every single time, she <laughs> gets weirdly emotional about it, but she does name the Titans, so we have Bean and Sunny here. She names them all and is very emotional about them, despite yeah. uh, torturing them. Just continuously getting too close and having to be, like, taken back and almost dying. They deprive them of sunlight, and apparently they f- just sort of work on sunlight. Um, but she does sort of, like, characterize them as, like, titans. They might not communicate, but they do have different ways of being. Like, being being constantly violent, sunny, being very lethargic... Like, they don't, they aren't all, like, textbook the exact same. They do have, yeah. within some ways, different personality traits in the way that, like, different animals have different personality traits. Um, and then, of course, she gets to the point where she, I quote, I explore their sense of pain, which is, sure, and she's got, like, hot God. pokers, and, like, she's stabbing them in the eye, and all these people are watching, and she's, like, crying. Just like, look at how much pain Bean is in while she's stabbing him. And screaming, and it's like, Hanji, yeah. this is mental illness. Like, <laughs> this is <laughs> an extremely strange way of dealing with trauma. But, yeah, I, I just... Hanji is definitely, I think, one of the most interesting characters we've had since Pixis, I guess, in terms of characters I find fascinating. Yeah. Um, but she does almost constantly die. Um, <laughs> very, very risk-prone. Yeah, amazing that she's alive. And basically the... Because obviously, like, the notebook helped fuel a lot of this, but she's she talks about the origins of why she feels this way, and it's she said one day... She realized after she kicked the decapitated head of a three meter class Titan that the Titan's body were like extremely light in terms of weight and that you can like pick them up 
and she just felt like there was so much more to them than what we we know and that there's some like there are definitely like secrets hidden in like the history of titans and of course me and ali we we know what these secrets are and they're not as interesting in the end as like what you would hope them to be but i can definitely see how this part could hook you in on like damn what are these titans like they're strange they have such weird characteristics like sunlight and and being light and wanting to eat people like there's so many weird little (laughs) details that can really hook you when you don't actually know what the end of the mystery is and of course the end of the mystery is aliens from the cambrian era um so you know (laughs) exactly what we all had on our bingo sheets (laughs) yeah definitely but yeah i i can definitely like see why hanji is a is a fan favorite and why you can get hooked on this series because there is a level of man don't you want to know these secrets these plot mm. twists that are like hidden from me right now the thing is it just doesn't have the payoff and i can tell you now that it doesn't no. have the payoff well it's um, because if you write a mystery and then halfway through the mystery you're like mm, actually let me change the ending of this fucking mystery it's like well you can have a lot of fucking loose ends that doesn't feel super great as someone trying to solve it yeah so like hanji's doing her speeches and Aaron, it comes to like what i think is one of the most frustrating things for me to read and i'm just gonna read it out because like Aaron is thinking it's like i've been in a constant state of surprise ever since joining the survey corps oh it's not God. only miss hanji this organization organization is full of oddballs like a haven for eccentrics a group <laughs> of people looking to change the status quo that's the God. survey corps and it's so frustrating. How progressive. <laughs> what fucking status quo are they changing? They want to stop... The status quo they want to change is Titans killing them. Not, like, in any sort of political sense. Like, no. Like, at this point in the story, I mean, it can be argued that Titans are, like, they are a political weapon being used by the people in the further out in the island, right? Like, to mm. keep, like the people on the island within the bounds of their hundred year kingdom. Like, but at this point we don't know that the Titans are even a political entity at all within the realm of the story. So like, this isn't changing the status quo. This is just fighting monsters. Like it's a thing hmm. that the, it's a thing that like the King and the Royal family continue to let operate specifically as like, well, this is an outlet for people who are curious about outside the walls to be killed. Like, it is literally as a, like, well, humanity is a curious lot. They'll want to explore. We'll give them this outlet that won't get them anything. And the, like, m- the more dangerous ones will have a much higher rate of being taken out. God. And it just makes, like, everything, knowing that makes this whole section just feels so futile and like they all just seem like stupid as fuck like politically ignorant but it's because they're i find it hard to relate to any of these characters like i really can't because i know we've joked about it but like i would never join the military and there is like a level that i just can't get over how brainwashed these characters are and i cannot see them as like, I have sympathy for people in real life who are subject to cult practices and suffer brainwashing. And I'm not saying that I'm immune to propaganda. I'm not. Yeah. You know? That's that's not true. I know that everyone is susceptible to brainwashing and propaganda. But within the realm of this story, you want the characters to be smarter than they are. 
smart in a way that I view as smart. But the thing is, my my personal belief of political intelligence comes from such a leftist perspective that this, I think that, like, I just cannot help but find them to be stupid. Mm, and I exactly. know that within the realm of the story and within the creator's, like, ideology that this, they are not stupid. But I'm not a fascist. No. I'm an anarchist. Shocking. And these guys are <laughs> dumb to me. <laughs> God. And, like, at the end of the day, I just, like, I just can't get over that, you know? But, yeah. yeah. I mean, they talk through the night until the daylight. Aaron, I think, shows a correct amount of interest in Titan science now that he is one. It's good that he actually wants to know about it. They talk. I, yeah, I do like that he's like, oh, no, I do what, like, if I'm going to be involved in experiment stuff, I, I, I want to know about it, all the shit you're doing. I want to hear what's going on. Yeah. And this is when she brings up uh, Ilse Legner and yeah. all that stuff. But when they go outside, someone has killed uh, Sonny and Bean, the Titans. Oh my God. How dare they? And I mean, to be fair, it is fucking stupid. Like, come on, it is hard to capture the them and whatever. But yeah, Hanji loses her shit. <laughs> she goes off the deep end, as they say in the in the manga. But yeah, like it, it's it's really strange, and I don't know where this is going because I don't really remember what happens or what this um, was about. I believe the spies kill. Uh, oh, it's Reina, Annie, and Bertolt. Again. Uh, pro, I believe so. Let me quickly double Yeah, check. see, that, that, that's legit to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, Annie kills them. Annie, yeah, see, that, that's, yeah. like, makes sense to me. And then we yeah, just have so Erwin. We're starting, we're starting to head into the, uh, the female Titan arc, I believe. Yeah. And then, as Hanji's freaking the fuck out, Erwin's, like, comes up behind Aaron, like, what happened here? What do you see? Who do you think oh the God. enemy is? And Aaron's like, uh, dude, what? <laughs> and Aaron, Erwin's like, mm, sorry for asking such strange questions. And then he wanders <laughs> off, and then the chapter ends, and I don't know, it's a weird ending. Yeah, it's like, huh, well, okay, I, I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> Thanks, cool. Commander. Cheers, Peace. bro. <laughs> I guess. Love that. Uh, but yeah, that, 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 thems are the four that we read. Well, five, I guess. Five, yeah, fuck. Oh. oh my god. Uh, before before I jump into uh, Marinika Memorial Service, I do want to uh, bring up a uh, uh, an article I found when I was trying to Google some Hanji stuff, which is seven genderqueer characters to celebrate Pride Month. And this is oh an article. Oh my god! This was an article published last year, June eleventh. Oh. So it wasn't even like twenty fifteen. 14. No, this was last year. Christ. This was less than a full year ago. Uh, number one, Loki from Loki. Number two, Hanji from Attack on Titan. Mm. There are the, the this article does confirm that no, the dude did state like, uh, since it was never explicitly said, he was like, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll remove all like. He got the publishers. To like remove, like omit any kind of like gender language for Hanji, and so it's up to reader interpretation. But then oh, it's like, but then like the anime the still did it, and everything else is like whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Who else is in here? Oh, yeah. Uh, some bitch from fucking uh, She-Ra, which I never watched. Janet from The uh, Good Place. Yeah, there's that. This is shape-shifting. Double Trouble. Oh, great. Yeah, Double Trouble's a non-binary character. To yeah. be fair, though, I think... I'm, I'm not a fan of She-Ra, but She-Ra is made by a non-binary person, so, like... Yeah. That's that's legit to me. Like I'm not. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like Shira doesn't vibe with me on just like a, a level of the type of stuff I enjoy, but it's not like bad rap. Okay, though I do now. The second now this one this one is hmm this this one I think is more controversial than putting Hanji on this list, okay. which is uh, Danny the Street from Doom Patrol. Okay, Danny the Street I, uh, is explicitly non-binary though. <laughs> okay, well, this article Danny does the not Street say is that. like I'm I am non-binary. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, because the article does not. It's I am like... so no. I'm pretty sure it's like a whole deal. Danny the Street is like a weird queer metaphor. There's a lot of like trans people in that episode as well. I'd well, have yeah. to rewatch it, but again, well, the, there is that issue of like why can't the comics? Why can't? non-binary people just be human beings yeah i mean that's more my thing is like yeah. that's a street like sentience regardless my dude mm. yeah danny danny exactly what danny is exactly what his name is he's a street however his street is uh, so is so more than just a concrete mile-long slab he's the most unique portrayal of a genderqueer character in popular media yeah unique is a way to phrase that unique he's, as like he's a street is, uh, the fact that they don't say that that it's anything's canon makes it funny because it's like his queer coding can be seen throughout the street shops, which contain a mix of traditionally quote masculine or feminine stores. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but I think I think the Doom Patrol TV show makes that explicit. It still doesn't mean it's good rep, but I know it is no. weirdly canonical. <laughs> it's so strange. Uh, one of the fucking uh, leaders from Pokemon Go, which seems like a weird choice, but alright. The okay. consensus among... Ob- sorry. The consensus among observant fans is that Blanche is non-binary. It's like, mm, that's nothing. The consensus among observant fans? Like, how small a population are you trying to get there? And then someone from Star Wars that presumably is literally nothing. The first okay. non-binary character in the Star Wars uh, universe. What's the character? Human- uh, Elodie, uh, Maracavania. Okay, it's probably from In the new Star season. Star Wars Aftermath. Oh, oh, I thought you said Star Trek. Uh, no, no, Star Wars. I don't know shit about that. I know there's trans people in the new season of the Star Trek show that I hate, but I don't. Yeah, no. Give a fuck. It's weird because I can like literally talk about like so many actually non-binary and trans characters in comics <laughs> that aren't any of those. And yeah. in, like, cartoons and shows, like, n- maybe not as popular, but, like, I just know them because I'm trans and I look out for them. Yeah. Maybe ones that it's... maybe aren't a street on a and, street. you know, are, like, a person to like... some degree. God, alright, that's, that's so whack. But, yeah, you know, st- that, that article really just shows, like, how little rep there actually is, though. Like, no. And also how nothing. hard it is to find if you're not, like, a trans person committed to the search. Yeah, just on that grind, 24-7. Mm-hmm. Alright. Oh, God. Thank God we only have one question, so I've got two things to blast through and then I'm done, because my head is in a state. Alright. Uh, Who died? 
uh, short list. Aaron Yeager Memorial Service. Uh, hats off. <laughs> Salute. Dead this week. Is it going to be a real speedy one? Because it's uh, one person and one thing, which is uh, rest in peace, uh, Marco Bot. You were a real one. Yeah, it's B O T T Bot. I thought it was Bolt. No, it's dude. I had the same thought. It's not Bolt. It's Bot. That's some Benson Bears type shit. Anyway. It's 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 a bad name, is what it is. But yeah, rest in peace, bitch boy. You were a real one, and now you're like half a corpse. Rip. Uh, thanks c- for convincing someone to join the Suicide Squad, I guess. And, uh, secondly to, uh, the, uh, Titan Goop Ball. Just the, just the, <laughs> the slime mess that they throw up. Uh, rip, I guess. To you lads. Uh, Whoopsies. Peace. Uh, yeah, moment of silence. And done. That's enough. <laughs> Marco's a fucking monarch, so he barely deserved that. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Um, Just a, rip to a real one. human centipede of boot- bootlicking <laughs> that is the chain of command in this story. <laughs> Truly, it never ends. Even at Questions. the top of the pyramid, there's another pyramid. Oh, yeah. Questions. Questions. Yes, questions. So, uh, we've got one question for this episode. Which is from uh, PR the Disaster in our Discord. Question. Talking about court trials, are you all telling of the manga slash Aaron's war crimes? I feel like a rich content vein, but I don't know. I haven't started, but I will, because that's a very good point. Because there's a lot of them, I imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course we're going to keep track of Aaron's war crimes. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's I why we podcast. Yet, but I will be. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep note next to my uh, memorial list. The thing is, right? We are now the 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 main hosts of two different podcasts about child soldiers doing war crimes. Exactly. Which is a weird niche that we're carving out for ourselves. Yeah, it's a strange spot to be in. But it just makes me think that maybe we should just do an Animos podcast one day in the future. <laughs> I can't think that far ahead. I can. I was. I was barely swayed into doing two podcasts at once. Oh no! After we finish one of these, you just know we'll start another one. And you know what it's yeah, gonna be? It's going. gonna be about Shadowhunters. Anyway. <laughs> God. Oh. oh boy. This is very long. We've been going for a long time. It sucks. Uh, closing info uh, podcast start was by uh, Charlie at Antiseptic Bandaid on Instagram or uh, Soft Antiseptic on Twitter fuck yeah Charlie uh, outro- fuck you baby uh, outro music is uh, What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong you can find us on Twitter at uh, AOAOT pod uh, rate and review us on iTunes or whatever shit you use um, yeah uh, as Roman said uh, we've started a new podcast if you would like to talk about that for a sec yeah it's called the Cherub Ethics Committee, it is about the Cherub series of books, which are like a 2003 kids' spy novels that have so much war crimes in them. And so Boy, much... Boy, is it constant. It's, it's, all right, it's for like 12-year-olds, but it has sex, drugs, violence, all the stuff that you want. 
You want to watch brainwashing. having kids snort cocaine. You want to have kids do extreme violence and break each other's bones. This is what we're getting. Let's watch kids do drugs. With a lot of eco-terrorism. It's going to be super great. Kids taking down mob bosses. Kids taking down terrorists that we agree with because we're pro-terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that yeah, that, that's the great. vibe. Uh, we recorded the first episode yesterday. It will be up at some point. I'm editing it, so who the fuck knows? But yeah, we'll psyched happens. about it. No we're doing rush. it with us two, and yeah, we're doing it with a butt. But that will all be revealed later on. We've checked a cherub channel in the Discord for that. So yeah, because it's I'll it'll chuck. be updated fairly in, like infrequently. Yeah, so I don't want to make like, it to the Discord server. Uh, so, it's yeah. not going to be like a huge thing. But yeah, just like we're doing that as well because. You know, we have podcasting disease. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, other shows in the uh, Good Episode Production Network. There's a lot of great ones. Uh, Acerbap, a classic. Love a good Song of Ice and Fire reread. Uh, the trick is you also don't need to know anything because I've never touched a book and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I just, you pieced, it was a rough beginning in that I don't understand a lot of the symbolism or the myths, but I've gotten there and it's fine and it's a very fun podcast. Good hosts, oh. good chemistry. Also, Heartspell is being released not on the Patreon anymore, like, just straight up as a podcast, so everyone should fucking listen to Heartspell, because that shit is so good. It's a good time. Um, Are we fucking done? Oh, yeah, I believe so. Alright. Alright, do not join the military, kids. Fuck fascism. Um, A-cap. <laughs> find better trans rep it's really not oh that hard genuinely God, it's please. pretty easy god don't do yourself dirty by like worshiping hanji i see skies of blue and clouds of white the bright blessed day the dark sacred night and i think to myself what a wonderful world. You've been listening to a Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details.